This crisis of the coronavirus is also a crisis of education. The schools are closed, children need to stay at home. And this crisis can teach us to better understand what it means to educate. Education. This moment, precisely because it is a moment of uncertainty for the future, and because education is about the future, education means to take care of the new world that each new generation brings with itself. So this is a moment to think about how to educate. And this crisis reminds us in the first place that to educate is not something we do in a few specific hours of the day. No, we are always educating. The example and the model of all education is that of teaching a child how to speak. As well as we teach how to speak by speaking all the time, so we teach how to live by living. We don't devote, say, a couple of hours a day to teach how to speak to our toddler we, or to a small child. We start, we just speak. Thus, education is not over when our children cannot go to school. The crisis of the coronavirus doesn't mean that we stop educating. Rather, it means that there is like even a different opportunity for education. For we educate by confronting hardships and anxieties. One thing that we can learn from this crisis is that the primary and principal place of education is the family. Schools may still work using the internet or other means because the family is still there. Homeschooling families know very well this vocation of the family to educate and can help other families during this time. We understand now that parents are really the primary educators of their kids. Not because the kids are theirs, but precisely because parents are those who know very well that the kids, the kids are not theirs. The parents are in the position to know that the child comes from something bigger than them. It comes from God, the Creator. This time of the coronavirus is also an opportunity to educate our kids because it will imprint a mark in their memory. Their memory will be deeply marked because they will perceive the passion with which we live this time, the, the affections, maybe of fear, of wonder that we are living. These are imprinting in our children a deep memory of this time. We will remember this when we grow up, when they grow up. In Dostoevsky's novel, The Brothers Karamazov, the end of this novel is that one of the main characters, Alyosha Karamazov, is talking to a group of kids with whom he has become good friends. And he tells them that he wants to seed a good memory in them, that it would accompany them their whole lives, a memory of goodness. It's like as, as if education were sowing a memory of, of goodness, of the greatness of life. And this memory will allow them to face all the challenges of their future. They will remember. And this good memory will allow them to go through difficult times. So what memory will we sow during this time? It's the memory of how we react as adults when difficult times come. 
It's also the memory of how we interpret this time. As God is calling us as well in this time. To better know about ourselves, to repent, to come back to him, to, go, to come back to a greater communion. In this way of interpreting this time, our children will perceive, can say, a good that is deeper than evil. A good that can transform the evil into a greater good. Look what happens in a family when, when kids see how their parents forgive one another, especially with teenagers. This is a very important experience. This experience of seeing how their parents forgive each other allows them to mature in their vision of life because they see they, they start to see the failures of their parents. But at this very time, they, they also start to see how they forgive one another. And then they learn how life has many difficulties. It has also failures. But all of this can be overcome by a greater love. So this moment will also be a moment to educate our children's relationship with God. It will be very, very important that the kids see their parents now practicing their faith. Love can be greater than, than evil because there is a God as the origin of, of all love and of all goodness. So when the parents practice together their faith, praying together for the sick ones, for the deceased, so that in the, in the memory of the children, it remains the vision that shows how faith in the middle of a crisis strength, strengthens the, the family bonds. If this happens, the, the kids will understand that suffering is present in the world to awaken love, as John Paul II said. Suffering in, in the program of the kingdom of God, suffering is present in the world to awaken love. A friend of mine recently told me this story about his son was in school and a friend of his son, small kid, told his son, the son, the son of my, my friend, that the coronavirus was coming and they would all die. But he didn't care. This friend didn't care because maybe there were problems in his life, whatever. And my friend's son at this time was reading Beowulf, you know, the, the epic, the, the English epic. And he answered to to the other child, yes, but before dying, we must obtain glory. One of the sentences of this epic. Before dying, glory. This, this guide had understood, uh, had understood that uh, through these big tales, uh, we, we, we get a big vision of life. Before, die, before dying, we must obtain glory. It, it shows this, this anecdote how the goal of every education is to transmit to our children that it is only worth living if we live for glory, understood as a great and beautiful life, a, be a great and beautiful life that is found in communion with God and men. And this is what really matters in life, and this allows us also to overcome the fear of death and of suffering. We can transmit this to our children in this time. This would be really a grace from God to us families.